What's up? Hey, Paul. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. What's going on in uh, in Minnesota? Well, it's gray, and so I'm still as pale as before. Otherwise, I was going to wear that pink mm-hmm. orange shirt we talked about last time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to wait till the summer when um, I get a little tanner. Okay, okay. Can, you know, it can pop a little more. Yeah. So it's gray. It's gray. You know what uh, you should do? Great. You know what you should do? You should you should wear it like every podcast and we can track how the pale versus tan mm-hmm. versions of you look in it. You know, and there's probably a very there's a, there's gonna be one week where it's like your peak. Uh-huh. Your peak your peak pinkness, you know? <laughs> and uh we can and we'll know. You know? Yeah. That's right. If 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 I got sunburnt instead of tan, which happens, mm-hmm. then then I would really blend into that shirt. But we, we, we got the before shot because, you know, we had me, we had it there. So that's the before and I'll do an after one this summer where okay. I'll be tanner and then I'll put it on and I'll say, does this look better? And it you'll be like, be nah, quite, nah, not really, dude. It won't be but quite you'll be stuck with it for the, for the whole podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So any, any, uh, any, any highlights from the week? Any, any ups, downs, good stories? My dad's, my dad's retiring, so I had to go up and help him with the shop. He's what does he mechanic. do? He's a mechanic. Oh, okay. He's had his own automotive repair shop for 40 years and he's retiring. So we had to move a bunch of parts out of his shop. Yeah. So I was literally moving tons of metal. Some okay. of it's recyclable and you can make some money on it. So it's worth it, but it was hard. Was it, uh, how, it was are your, how are your ears feeling? Why? Was My it heavy ear. metal? We're going to leave that in there just to punish you. Hey, I think it's funny. I think it's okay. classic. Punish nothing. It's a good joke. You'll gain followers and fans on that. Yeah. No, You'll have no. t-shirts. You have t-shirts. Is it heavy metal? <laughs> yeah. Well, and what about, did he did he sell the the shop? Is the shop gonna stay? Uh, uh, he's actually moving it to his garage by his house, and he's gonna do like little pet projects. Okay. But he's selling. He's getting into the property, which comes with a house and a and a big garage, which probably won't be used as for a mechanic anymore. He's selling all his all his equipment and things like that. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big deal, you know. Um, that was his life. So he's he's actually a little sentimental, and he played for me two, two sentimental country music songs. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, what was it? I didn't spend enough time with Grandpa. Something like that. Really? Yeah. Not very yeah. Subtle. <laughs> yeah 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 you know country music like that uh it was actually a lovely song uh and he just sat there and listened to it and you know you know how it's meme culture now so if you if you play something for somebody mm-hmm. it's really hard to play something for them for a long time because they're just going to sit there and listen to it to you listen to it with you for a few minutes four minutes or whatever the song is like that's a long time to expect someone to sit there and listen to it with you mm-hmm. but you know someone in an older generation that's normal they, yeah. they're not in meme culture they're not like snappy twitter so he's like yeah listen to this I'm like okay and you think it's going to be a few seconds or yeah. a minute but it's like several minute song and you're like you're just sitting there listening to every refrain every lyric and dad just sitting there taking it all in and it's like kind of a long a, a tad bit awkward because it's, it's long but mm-hmm. you know what just sit and enjoy the song and uh <laughs> <laughs> that actually reminds me of college when I, I wanted to um, show this this one young lady that I, I like Tool. Uh-huh. So I says, hey, listen to this song. And it was a Tool song. It was like nine and a half minutes long. <laughs> and so we sat and listened to it for nine and a half minutes. You know, the, the tough <laughs> thought, part this will impress her. Well, but did, did she, did she, 
what how did she react did she sit there and just watch or listen or i think it was like the stereotypical maybe high school girlfriend mm -hmm. looking at her boyfriend's car and him telling her all about the engine and she's like yeah okay mm -hmm. oh no we put on these new exhausts and so you know there's this much more uh free flow of air and it just gets this much more horsepower and she'd be like yeah okay mm -hmm. um and that's how this this young lady was just kind of like okay okay but it's awkward you know because there's like a, this intense listen and she knows i want her to like it so mm -hmm. even if the song was wonderful it wasn't the place to yeah the, the hardest part with those i mean it's one thing if you have a music video and you can focus on that and listen sure. to the song and have some you know something for your eyes to do but if it's mm -hmm. just a song what do you what do you do, do like when you when you play it for your dad when your dad was playing the song for you what did you look at did you just both sit still and look at the wall or a car or, mm -hmm. you know? there was a it, he put it on youtube so there was a music video oh okay okay but i actually I, I i watched some of it but i actually sat across the desk from where he was at his office and i just listen it was a good song i tried yeah. to appreciate it especially when i compare it to country music today this was actually quite quite good it didn't have like a I don't know, a clap track, you know. Country music today is just basically, I mean, popular country. It's just, it's just pop music, right? With a guy with an, a person with an accent and a little bit of a, maybe a steel guitar mixed in. I don't even know if they throw steel guitars in, but Lost Country. Yeah, I that's why I like this song. It was, it was a little more traditional. There was a real guitar, a real acoustic guitar, I think, and a real drum set. It wasn't, it was humans playing. It wasn't a machine. Uh, you could feel that. So it was, it yeah. was a good tune. I liked it. That's good. Yeah. This is okay. I got a random question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever have you ever found a scar and not know where it came from, <laughs> or found a you know a in injury of some sort? Uh, well, I have a scar actually right here in my chin. I forgot where I got it, but there's actually a little hole mm -hmm. where it doesn't grow very well. Yeah. And I don't remember how I got that, but I think I fell on my face when I was a kid or something. I can't mm -hmm. remember. So but I mean, that. But, but as an adult, have you just looked at your body and thought, huh, I wonder how that got there? You know, that's a common thing you hear from alcoholics. Yeah. I, when I Because <laughs> they black out and then they wake up I, and like, oh, well, oh, geez. So, you know, I'm, I'm a former drinker. I'm sober now for a few years. And there was a time where I got drunk once and I rode a bike. So I knew where the injuries came from, but I didn't know the extent of it until mm -hmm. I woke up day and man it hurt to walk because i crashed on my bike like several times trying to bike home with a bag of mcdonald's drive-through uh-huh yep <laughs> that, it was that night i had no light on the that was a bad deal yeah that was a bad deal i wiped out on the road a few times hilly uh, <laughs> but you got your mickey d's huh you know i did i remember it flying a, a, <laughs> when i when i wiped out on the bike i remember it the burger flying out of the bag and you know and i had to run over and grab it on the road and put it yeah. around bag again and then bike <laughs> home this is at night too so it was dangerous if a car would have came and i would have swerved yeah. i mean it was just one of those deals where you look back and you're like man i was really lucky yeah but here's what i want to not to make make light of the seriousness of, of what could happen but mm. at that point in the night you've got the food because i mean this i speak for myself too what would have had to have happened to that burger for you not to eat it you know what I mean? Like, what would it have to have gone through to abandon? If it if it was um, 
if, if somehow it flew in the ditch rather than land on the road and if it came out of its paper wrapper, you'd, have still, you'd have still eaten it uh it depends if the bun and the burger would have been all over the place then i, would have I think that, that thing could have, could have completely blown apart and you'd have pieced i i, I, I would have been i would have been fighting with the patty with, a, with an animal <laughs> yeah there's that basically bad. nothing that would separate a drunk uh, with his late night McDonald's that I, I, I think it's superpowers would emerge and it would just be. That's true. Know. That's but true. I, I was really craving that food. I can't even eat stuff like that anymore. There's certain foods that I think maybe it's just the young body or just because uh, even now when I when I drink, there's certain I, I can't eat McDonald's anymore. I get not. Remember, OK, when we were driving back from Arkansas mm -hmm. and we got McDonald's. Okay. I think we got breakfast and the hash browns. Yeah, that's right. Remember, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I had, I just like, I can't. I, I think I ate your hash brown and I don't even really eat starches. I don't eat much potatoes, but I ate yours. Yeah, I was fine. You did. I couldn't, I can't do it anymore. I've retired from McDonald's. I can't, maybe I can get a shake, but I sure as hell can't eat anything that's dipped in some, some fries. It's funny but, how our, our taste buds mature, you know, like a, a child doesn't like dark chocolate, but now I love it. I guess I'm still a child. I mean. Yeah, are you? I can't. I mean, it's not. You could put a uh, Hershey just written milk chocolate mm -hmm, bar, mm -hmm. and you could put a dark chocolate bar side by side, just right next next to me, next to my whatever. And the milk chocolate, it would be gone before it actually yeah. hit the surface. The dark chocolate would it be there for eternity? Oh wow! Yeah. Well, then let's do the other. What's that? No, you go ahead. Tell me the well, story. Okay. As a little kid, I mean, I love chocolate so much. I remember one time going through. Just, I guess I was just a chocolate fiending for a, a hit, and I found some Baker's, you know, semi-sweet, you know, chocolate. Oh, yeah, yeah, baking chocolate. Like, oh, chocolate, you know. I know. And, and I, you know, I had to learn that that the hard way. I think the between that and okay, honestly, I don't know how I didn't go through a, a bar of X Lax. Remember X Lax used to be, maybe it still is, but it used to just be chocolate. You remember? No, no, no the way you take X Lax. I mean, now I guess it's pills or whatever, but it used to be just chocolate, little pieces of chocolate. And that's, I guess, how it made it. Maybe it's designed like that for kids. I don't know. Anyway, I remember at times thinking, you know, debating the, uh, the risk reward. Uh, as an adult or a child? Not as, not as an adult, as a kid. Because as a uh -huh. kid, it's like, I want that chocolate, you know? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even think twice out of eating it. It's like the Advil. It's dangerous for kids because it tastes like candy. It does. The coating. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm sure there had to have been some bad, bad outcomes that, that caused that came from that. Probably. But OK, so anyway, oh. the reason I asked that question, uh -huh. because it's been, a, it's been a couple of weeks, I guess, because it's scarred over now. But I have a scar that's on like right in my midsection and it, mm. it looks it looks like somebody came in and stole a kidney in the middle of the night. And it's just, I don't remember how I got it. I don't, I, I just I have no idea. Well, have you gone to the doctor to find out? No, I'm just, I guess I'm just crossing my fingers at this point. Let's see. Let's see if you can see it. Well, you, what you got to do is, see that? oh, that's, is that, that's a stretch mark, dude. No, no, I promise you. It's scabbed, it's scabbed over and it's peeled off. It's well, you probably got out at the farm where you store. Yeah, I mean, I probably did, but no, I do want to. I do want to get back to. Um, so I told you how I was going to watch. I was watching the QAnon documentary yeah. on HBO. Yeah. And how 
I had thoughts. And so let me ask you this, because I didn't really know anything about it. Do you know, what is your knowledge of QAnon? Sure. Um, well, uh, conservative, ex you know, you, you go, you, you know, there's a political spectrum, which actually I think is more like a circle, really, because if you go too far one way or the other, you end up sort of being the same. The same person, yeah. But um, anyway, if you, if, if, if you go too far, you know, whatever you, your beliefs, you know, if you go further to the right, you get a little conspiratorial mm -hmm. and, and <clears throat> it, 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 it attracts, it attracts um, uh, conservatives who are, I guess, pretty extreme and uh, I don't know, worried or cons conspiratorial, maybe a little gullible. But do you know anything? What's, what specifically do you know about, about this? I mean, other than just general conspiracy type theories, what do you know about QAnon and its beginnings and stuff like that? <clears throat> It's been a it's to me it's a little strange. Um, like it was supposedly this person on the inside of the White House that had like, like hey we're an insider we're gonna whistle blow we're gonna tell you everything that's going on and then then they had these and then they made these um, claims that were pretty extreme like Trump is going to arrest Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. it's coming up and a lot of people ate this up I believe and. In doing so, it created a movement, and then they congealed through the "where we go, one we go all." Um, okay, so you know a little bit. Letters and yeah. and you know, one we go w w where we go g one w g a. It's yeah, it's a long acronym. Um, it's not really. Yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. It's weird. I, I would see that, and I was like, "What's that?" Like hashtag w w. And then I learned. I was like, "Oh, it's not even like saying anything. It's just a. It's just a." Um, it's a it's a creed just to say that we're together. It's from the movie White Squall. Oh, okay. I don't know that. Which which White Squall, the name kind of has probably, I'm sure, an extra little bit of a, the storm, the white squall. It's a storm about a well, the white squall is a you know storm in the ocean. Yeah, maybe, but yeah, yeah. White squall, storm is coming, all that okay. kind of plays into yeah. And it's it's been extremely um it's been extremely um I guess successful and 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 relent um, um, it has endured right despite the things that have not come true that they claim yeah. that would mm -hmm. it has endured which surprises me but I don't know that's a lot of people are susceptible to that kind of I don't know excitement suspicion um, I've 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 believed some conspiracy theories you know in my in my adult years too. Um, so I kind of get it, but this one is, you know, I've I've looked into ones that are a little more mainstream, like the JFK assassination and things mm -hmm. like that. But um yeah, this is this is pretty out there. It's it's pretty extreme yeah. stuff. And yeah, I don't know. It's uh it's it's interesting. I'm sure the movie just sort of laid all that out and well, I mean, yeah, so I went into this thing. It's a six part, you know, six six part documentary on HBO. It just came out a few weeks ago and it just wrapped up this past weekend. And I knew nothing. I just, I knew I'd heard of it. I knew it was some sort of conspiracy theory based thing, but I didn't really know. Like I knew pizza, the whole pizza gate, the, you know, DC, like that. Was yeah. Kid. And yeah. Basically I won't get into all the, the details of it, but I mean, I think it's definitely interesting to watch, but I think mm -hmm. what some of the stuff is so absurd that people believe in this mm -hmm. thing 
And then you kind of see the journey of like the Q figure who's giving these you know bits of information or bits of this and that, or this gonna happen. And then there's a point where it kind of, they think Q maybe have went from one person to another person and another person sure. guiding the thing. But when they let, the way they lay it out, you can see that it's all just kind of, it's kind of absurd, right? And that's not just me being someone who's thinks I'm better it than starts, that. It, it starts, it, it's like any, it's like any movement that gets off the rails. Well, so what what I kind of what what you know, at a certain point, I just thinking, I don't how do people get sucked into this, you know? But I think there's a part, and okay, so it got me to thinking like, how do people get sucked in? How do this stuff? I think mm -hmm. that the through line between this conspiracy and other conspiracies and a whole lot of other things, I mean, you could rope religion in, you could do different things. And I think people just want to believe that there's somebody out there who has mm -hmm. the answers and that will guide them, you know, mm -hmm. that will direct them down the right path, that will lead them, you know, that will give them the answer in a world of confusion and questions and chaos that they will give them the answers. And it's kind of, I don't, and I don't think life really works that way. And so, okay, so I've, really, I've been thinking over this and this, this is the best thing I came up with is that you've got vegetables on one side and you've got, let's just say chocolate, your preferred type of chocolate on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. One of them is delicious and instantly gives you gratification. Mm -hmm. One is something that's mostly bland and it even it but it gives you nutrition and helps right. you but it's a longer process yeah and i think that we have we're we, we we want things to be instantaneous we want the, the rush the high the the quick thing mm -hmm. that makes us feel good in the moment not the thing that's sometimes boring but gives us the clarity or strength over the long term and i think the conspiracy theories are just that chocolate you know sitting right in front of you that you take yeah. a bite and you're like, oh, this tastes good, this tastes good. And eventually by the time you realize the shit is making you, it's taking you down a wrong and unhealthy path, you've put on 50 pounds, you know, you know, you're just like, well, might as well keep on eating. Does that make any sense? Yeah, you're invested. You're yeah. Invested. You know, I, I did a story once when I interned at the St. Paul Pioneer Press about romance scams. Mm. And they're especially heartbreaking because well, it's romance, but uh, they're they're very um, effective and and destructive. Um, What's a romance well, scam? What would you it's say? So personal. Well, like if you get caught on a normal email scam, you just get fooled. You know, like oh, I thought that was this other website, or I thought it was a PayPal site, but it really wasn't. Mm -hmm. But the romance scam, you you end up um, befriending <laughs> and getting interested in this fake profile, and you've chatted with them. They're very, sometimes they, they can be quite um, sophisticated. So they have uh, actors or actresses play the role of the profile person. So even though the person behind it is a, someone from another country that sounds nothing like, it could be a different sex, you know, it could be a dude pretending to be a woman and it could be a dude in Africa trying to pretend to be a white girl in Alabama. But so they hire like a, like an actress this, or someone they know there at least to, sound like this one or plausible. Anyway, the, the person on the hook gets so invested that, you know, it, it becomes perpetuating where they don't want to admit it because then they have to admit something bad. Right. So they really, really, really want to believe it's true. Mm. Um, 
and then that keeps them susceptible. It keeps them gullible. So you double down because you don't. You double be, down. Not only yeah. do you want to be a sucker to the person who fooled you, but you don't want to look like a sucker to the people who know you. You don't want to be a sucker. World. You don't want to have your heart broken. Uh, and you really like this person. You really thought you had something special. Yeah. So the romance scams are particularly. I I find them. I I've always wanted. I'm always curious about the people who scam. Like, who are these people that they can do that with a clear conscience? Well, they're you know, obviously I've often wondered that. Yeah, I mean, some people just it's, don't. It's they so dirty, right? You just disassociate. So yeah, they, I, you know, they have these places like in Nigeria. It's really bad for that, and they just have their whole shop set up, or that's all they do. And I'm not sure if it's as popular as it was, you know, five, ten years ago when I did this article, but. Yeah, to go through with that ruse and to continue to get someone to give you money, which is what happens. You say, oh, I'm in trouble. Can you give me a thousand dollars to help? Mm -hmm. I'm stuck overseas. Can you help me get a plane ticket? Okay, I'm on my way. So they really keep you. They just, they, they perfect it. Yeah. Um, they get as much pain out of you as possible. I mean, it's torture. It's like, you, a, okay. it's, a, it's, it's like a professional um, um, torturer. Uh, Mad sick, yeah, like, like, what is it? Dominatrix, they're like, a we're gonna, we're gonna torture you in the most, you know, you see some of those middle, medieval devices where they try to come up with the best way to torture someone, best yeah. way, like, how can we inflict as much pain as possible without killing them? And that's yeah. kind of what these, these scammers do, like, how can we make them give us as much? One guy I called, he put his house up for mortgage, he ended up losing about 40 grand. For this woman yeah. how long i mean and it just speaks to the loneliness that some people have the loneliness and desperation to feel that you know because yeah you know, so to exploit that is is really yeah i mean have you ever been on the wrong side of that equation no uh, i mean i'm sure i've i'm equation? sure i've i i know i have responded to dating profiles that have been scams mm -hmm. and then it took me like yeah i don't know a couple of exchanges to realize it was fake yeah but i've never no gotten that far how about you have you no not that i'm aware of i mean there's i so i got on to dating apps i never really i never did any online dating but i got an eight dating apps, i don't know a couple years ago i got on bumble and then mm -hmm. i thought well yeah, after i kind of you know then i was like well let me check out this tinder thing and my god it felt so everybody on there felt fake everybody i mean the vast majority of people felt fake it just Mm -hmm. so i got off of there real quick or just you know advertising some you know no it call me on the email me this or do that do that you know reach mm -hmm. out to me on snapchat or blah blah yeah blah. yeah those are those are a lot of those i think are fake um or they're just trying to promote their instagram or something yeah like i just no but anyway Spamming but yeah so but but yeah so the, the q and doc um mm -hmm. i think it's definitely worth a watch it's just it's almost and when you see the people who who are kind of pulling a lot of the strings or who we are believed to be pulling the strings. Then, I mean, if I was someone who believed it and I saw these people, I'd double, triple, quadruple down because if I had to admit to myself that these people were the ones mm -hmm. who would get me to jump through hoops and do the, do the dance, then I, I mean, it's when you see them and you hear them, you're like, this is the guy who's manipulating all of this, all these people, these guys, at least, at least have it be some sort of kind of, you know, smooth, like cunning, you know, just somebody who's just like, oh yeah, I could definitely see myself getting scammed by that person. Mm -hmm. These fools. But anyway, it's, it's. I think it's important when watching a, a movie like that um, to, to balance it 
because a film like that is actually in a way, I, I worry in a way it would be just as radical as the QAnon movement yeah. itself. I, I, I shouldn't say that, not as no, radical, no. But, no. <laughs> but, 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 but done in a way to where it's like, we're gonna focus on this one right wing thing and make them look, you know, sh show the ridiculousness of it. And I think it's important to keep in mind so you don't fall for radicalism. So you don't fall for mm -hmm. all of stupid Republicans, stupid conservatives to balance it out with the same susceptibility that the left has for, for falling for things that are- I am, look, I am not for equal, like, I don't think everything has to be like, well, okay, sometimes things just are, okay, you watch the documentary. Mm -hmm. They talk to the people who are behind the sites that people, that Q, that the, the Q would post on. And you just get mm -hmm. to see them. And I know, I, I mean, I'm a video editor. I know how you can ed manipulate stuff in the edit, editing room. But I also know at a certain point when somebody, when you see enough video, you have enough to kind of think, okay, you can't manipulate all of this. This is just, it's, it's, this is kind of who this person is, right? Oh yeah, no, this yeah. is a relevatory, relevatory uh, work and yeah, it's important to have it revealed. And so I think that it's, it's good to, it's not, it's good to just say, hey, this just is what it is. We don't necessarily need to say, oh, well, the, the left has this version of that. You know, I think it's in, in a bubble or in an isolate this. I'm just talking about QAnon. I'm mm -hmm. not speaking anything to the left has its crazies too, different types of crazies. But like you said earlier, they all at some point <laughs> meet it together in a circle. Mm -hmm. and I've got my issues with people who are super far on the left too. Um, but this particular thing, if from what I saw, what most people who watch this saw, it's not that ambiguous as to what was going on for most people. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure there's another side of that argument and I'd love to discuss it, but, but anyway, it just seemed kind of, uh, it, it just got me thinking as to how people really get into these conspiracy theory, theory types, how, oh, yeah. how people become Fox Mulder, but without, you know, in the- Right, without right. The badge. No, I, I was referring to like as a consumer and right now it's so polarized. It's like the Daily Show. They'll, they'll, they'll bash conservatives all the time, and Tucker Carlson will bash liberals all the time, and that's all they do. And there's no. Um, it, it's it's just it's it's tribal. It's it's team. Mm -hmm. Their team is worse than our team. Mm -hmm. And so a documentary like that, it is interesting. I just, I haven't seen it, so I can't yeah. speak for it, but I hope it was done in a tasteful way so that it isn't just exploiting the people who fall for that stuff. And I know it's hard to not exploit it because they did some very harmful things. Uh, and I shouldn't say exploit, it's hard not to like, want to maybe twist a knife or really make them look stupid or something like that because they've done a lot of harm. But I mean, that just perpetuates things. and. You know, he get the never vote Republican, never vote Democrat, and mm -hmm. that's that sort of polarity is not is not healthy. Um, but I mean, we're not in a healthy place right now. You know, we've got these radical elements, and it's really it goes back to what we talked about last time in the first podcast about how the internet has done this, mm -hmm. right? Because these conspiracies would not go nearly as far as they did if, oh. if not for the internet. The internet has been a really tough thing for our, for our country, more so than. I don't know. It's amazing how like China has been relatively peaceful with the internet. And they've they've locked down on it, you know. And they've 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 well they've been peaceful down. because they're communist country, they can control what's on it, right? Yes and no. I mean it's it's not that hard to get around their their restrictions actually. Mm -hmm. The people there are pretty 
because I lived there for a year and the people there oh, are yeah. pretty, oh. they're pretty compliant, you know, like, oh, I, I had a blog on WordPress and people couldn't go to it because it was blocked. And I said, I'll oh, just use a VPN and that way you can route your traffic through another yeah. place and then it won't look like you're coming at it from China. And they said, oh, no, it's fine. Like, <laughs> we just won't go to your blog then. Was there some sort of uh, worry or, you know, that there was some sort of consequence? I didn't see a lot of ambition. I met one woman that was a little more rebellious. and, um, But I I didn't, you know, who knows, it's all anecdotal. I didn't do a survey or anything, but I just didn't meet a lot of people who seemed interested. And I met quite a few people. Um, I worked at a school and I taught adults English and none of them really seemed to really, you know, just... Okay, well, it's blocked. Can't and go that probably speaks to just the nature of kind of people who crave out, who want to look behind the the um, yeah. the curtain. You know, there's mm -hmm. like I think we just live in a culture and a society where a lot of people think. I mean, and probably because mm -hmm. there have been a lot of um, instances where the government was hiding things or was doing stuff, but mm -hmm. there's just you know, so the trust kind of is gone at a certain point, and you always think that there's something more going on. Whereas yeah, well, I kind of think most most things are like. I think there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the shadows, but I don't think it's that complex. I think people just kind of steal and I mob and it, it just, you know, but it's yeah. not yeah. a grand conspiracy. It's just, I yeah. agree. I, I, I see the harm being done to the U S as a whole, as much as anyone, but to think that it's some plan is where the, you know, it loses me. It's like, yeah, all these things can be happening, but it doesn't have to be a plan to, no. um, I mean, in my state, people think that our governor is, here in Minnesota is doing all this for some plan to destroy small businesses and all that. And it's like, no, I mean, maybe he is destroying some small businesses, but it's not, I don't think that's his goal. I don't think that he wakes up in the morning and thinks I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. um, it might end up benefiting targets and Walmarts more than the mom and pop. And that's true. I think he is destroying it, but I don't think he's yeah. doing it. I think he's, I think he's just more concerned about the virus than, um, than you are about the economy, uh, you yeah. know, things like that. It's just priorities and it's how he sees the world. So mm -hmm. through that lens and through the effectiveness of government or the ineffectiveness of government, we have these solutions that really aren't doing too well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of explains the whole COVID fiasco in this country. It's been inconsistent and half-assed and mm -hmm. not too good. The US is in a tough spot. I got I got two I got two shots tomorrow, so I'm feeling a lot better. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. My mom was my a few months back, so we're we're good. But speaking of Minneapolis, so what's the what's what's the temperature there during the the Floyd trial or the Chauvin trial, I should say? That's right. They got mad because people were calling it the Floyd trial. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's not Floyd on the stand. They're yeah. right. It's the Chauvin trial. Or no, Chauvin. The, no, no. The, I would say the defense is definitely trying to put George Floyd on trial. But uh, but yeah. So what's oh what's, they are. What's the what's the feel there, dude? It's all over. Like, people are convinced he's gonna get off, and people are convinced he's guilty. And it's weird, right? It's sort of like QAnon, like, and 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 maybe or maybe just maybe the election. There's no way Trump's gonna win, or there's no way Trump's gonna lose. You know, I heard that all the time leading up to November. Now I'm hearing that now. People really believe what they want to believe. Yeah. And it's like any other topic in this country. There's very little middle ground. Um. What I find interesting about the trial is how it's sort of, it's, it's, it's outgrown the system where I question whether or not he can even get a fair trial because 
just how big it became and mm. finding um, unbiased jurors, I think would be next to impossible. Yeah. Um, and I'm not speaking as to whether I think he's guilty or innocent or to the degree that I think he is, but I just think, man, it would be just about impossible for him to get like a seriously unbiased, um, um, you know, uh, uh, trial. Um, but I, but it's, look, it's scary. The, 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 the threat of repercussion um, is scary. Uh, juror, jurors must know that if they don't convict him, the city's going to burn. going to burn. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's like, how do you, I thought about this after the death and I thought, man, now Chauvin had like a, I just imagine him being like sacrificial, like, you know what? Do what you gotta do to convict me so that the city doesn't burn. Yeah. I thought, I don't know, there was some weird fantasy, but um, I don't know, I guess that was the storyteller in me, like that's the way he could make amends or something, but. Um, well, it, I yeah, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how, and the jurors, I mean, if, if they don't convict them, they'll be, someone will try to out them potentially and his lawyer he could be threatened if 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 Chauvin gets off you know it's it's very hard social media connected for this system to work anymore there's too much media for this system to work effectively it's it's this trial is too big it's or this yeah this 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 trial has become too it has outgrown the system I think to be um effective to try to put a lid on these things that are required for a fair trial I would say though that's that's my observation I wouldn't say it's, this is a very, this is what you call an outlier, right? It you is know, an outlier. Not a lot of trials. So I wouldn't say Correct. it's ever the system. It's just a very unique case. And I mean, and so I, I'm a pessimist because I've just, you know, you look at a lot of, most times when cops, you know, kill people, mm-hmm. they really mm-hmm. don't get sentenced. I mean, there's, there was a slew of them the last few years that um, seemed pretty obvious. I mean, the other one in, well, St. Paul, the Philando, Castile, like, like that's okay, right that one just what i mean that was kind of for me though like okay well mm-hmm. i'm never gonna mm-hmm. think that this shit's gonna go the way mm-hmm. i kind of think it should um but so I, I went in pessimistic watching you know into the trial in the first week or so i mean up until the last couple of days i've watched almost i've watched a lot of it mm-hmm. and even the last couple of days i've watched recaps of it and of course, I think that, you know, it was excessive. Uh, Chauvin should be found guilty because um, nine minutes on a man's neck or upper back, you know, in a prone position, it's just not what they train. It's not smart. It's just, there's no, there's whatever. But I thought going to the trial that there was definitely, uh, there was going to be some real doubt cast upon certain things. But I mean, and and, show, and also everybody kind of knew that George Floyd was, had, you know, he was on something, he had something in the system. Mm-hmm. But when you watch the video of, of him, no, it, like you see him in the store and you can tell he's on something, right? But I mean, hell, I can't count how many times I've been in a store, not on any sort of meth or fentanyl or whatever, but mm-hmm. I've been drunk in stores, you know, getting my Fritos and Butterfingers late at night. You know, I've, I've been in a store. Doesn't mean I'm going to rob the place or, you know, you know, beat up somebody. But anyway, but I kind of expected him to be a little more um, menacing. You know, mm-hmm. just as a tall guy and, you know, on draw, you know, I thought maybe this is there. But when you see it, the dude is just kind of, he's just sad. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's just kind of begging for, you mm-hmm. know, like in the point when they get him in the car and he's begging to not be put in the car because he's claustrophobic and he's had bad experiences before. I'm just mm-hmm. thinking this is a grown ass dude just begging not to be put in there because it, it 
it was a, a different version of, of him that I, than I kind of expected. And it almost, it just gave me more compassion. Like how can this dude is like, you don't see grown men begging other grown men very often. And it just added this extra, I'm like, well, shit, like this thing I thought might be, mm-hmm. might work against him actually worked for him, you know? And I think this, anyway, so now that I've seen it go this way, I'm, I'm back to being, I'm, I'm going against my, my common sense and thinking, well, maybe he is going to get convicted. <laughs> maybe he is going to be convicted. And now I'm setting myself up and for, because there's a version of this where I do see a compelling point on the other side, I think, well, they cast it out. All it takes is one. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see that. I mean, everything I've seen, cops, every cop they put on the stand talks about how what he did was not part okay. of their training. Not part of their training. It was excessive. Mm-hmm. Any cop who gave a shit would not do this. Any cop who mm-hmm. wanted to save a life would not mm-hmm. do this. Or any cop, anyway. So, yeah. So, blah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I like that you bring up the human the human interest, you know, just seeing Floyd, just the humanitarian aspect of it. Of course, that's what that's what this whole thing is about, is that a man was begging for his life. Um, but you call him sad, you know, you just, that was a sad ending to, a, to his life, man. Like that's, and well, I'm, curious, I'm, I'm curious about his life a little bit. Like what led a man at that age to be in that condition, to try to pass off a $20 bill. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that would respond, well, systemic racism and, okay, what are the details? Like, that's that's a sad life. That's a sad life yeah. and an awful ending to it. Well, and you know, I think what first kind of got me in the beginning of, in the, of the witnesses was just how everybody on the, on the stand like the guy, there was a kid who, who's, I don't know, maybe 19 or 20, he's, he's young, who sold him, who took the counterfeit bill, and he sold it, and he said there was a guy who tried to, pa- tried to pass a $20, maybe the same one before him, and he got a shady vibe from the guy, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not taking that. And then George, and it was a guy George Floyd was with, so Floyd comes around after and tries to pass the same bill, mm. and the kid says he took it because he almost felt bad for him. You know, the other guy, it seemed like he was kind of a con. He was a hustle. But Floyd, he's like, I don't even know if he knew it was fake. And he felt bad. And the way their, their store worked was that if you take a fake bill, you've got to just eat that. Like, that's too many out of your pocket. But wow. he felt so kind of, like, either sad for him or just kind of, just he just took it. And then a little later, he kind of started second-guessing it and second-guessing it. But to hear him, to see him on, on the stand, knowing that the decision he made in that moment kind of is what kind of set everything off. He just looked so just like, fuck, just sad. And everybody who was uh, up there who witnessed it, just their, their eyes, everybody just felt so. Yeah. It's like impossible. More, like it could have it's so necessary. It's practically impossible, not impossible, but very hard to not see Chauvin as, as the villain, you know, like almost, caricaturishly a villain have you been in handcuffs before yeah yeah i have yeah, I've been arrested a couple of times yeah i've been arrested one time and the handcuffs kind of stop you from doing things when yeah, they're behind your back they're kind of real so much yeah you do right yeah 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 i, I don't know this is, where, this is where like i've heard cops say they hear it all the time i can't breathe like that's something that that, that criminals will say a lot 
Um, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know anything about pre uh, police protocol, whether or not putting a knee on someone's neck or back is okay. I guess it's not. No. Um, it doesn't seem it was like it, like it was an intentional murder. I don't think he was putting his knee on him like die. You know, I don't think there's anything like that. He looked too casual, but what, what do you, okay. So that, that's something um, I doesn't mean, about. it doesn't mean it wasn't careless and reckless and, yeah. you know, guilty what of that. Think, what do you think though? I mean, we will never know this, but what do you think his, the point was? I don't know. I, th I was talking about this actually with my brother. I, I almost think like, you know, I think he was a, 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 a kind of a pig headed, hard headed cop and stubborn and i think uh i'm wondering if him knowing he's on camera because he knows it's 2020 he knows everything's going to go viral mm -hmm. and he saw people and you think on one hand that might make him let up but i think when they're telling him what to do get off of him he was just like screw you i'm doing my job mm -hmm. i think it was obstinance it was that's, more that's, almost, that's one theory i have it was almost more as a f you to the people watching yeah like let me do my job get out of here this guy has been, you know, whatever he he's earned this position on the ground. We got to detain him. He's breaking the law, whatever. Um, and so let us do our job. All the people telling him what to do. It's just it, he might have just been like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. I'm doing you, this. You know what? You know, though, the, the kind of if you really think about it, and I don't know, the craziest part is that he's got the guy he's got uh, Floyd on the ground. Mm -hmm. Normally, when you put some cuffs and you you get them to comply, what do you, what do you do after they comply? What what do you do with them? I mean, if I if if I believed he was totally complicit, then I would I would lighten up. But no, but okay. Well, what I'm okay. So what what I what I think the normal most what happens most times is the guy complies, stops resisting. You put him into the squad car, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That's just like, I don't, they, they I don't put know. Him, you, right. You put him in a squad car, you take him downtown or wherever. That's kind of normal what you do, mm -hmm. but they put his ass straight in the ambulance, ambulance. So at some point the cops knew something mm -hmm. was bad enough to where they're mm -hmm. going to have to haul mm -hmm. him and put him in an ambulance, not the back seat. And mm -hmm. yet he still mm -hmm. had his knee on him until the ambulance showed up. Right. So it's kind of, this, yeah. he knew it was bad because they call an ambulance. I wonder if he just wasn't like a deer in headlights a little bit too. Um, I mean, I've I've been in tense situations where I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, you kind of just go on autopilot or like I said, that sort of uh, automatic obstinacy where you're, you're gonna just say, I'm doing my job and sticking to that. And you just kind of go on the script and you forget about the context, the body, the- yeah. I, I don't think he's going to testify, is he? But it would be interesting if he did. I'd, I mean, you know, usually you don't really, uh, you know, you uh, don't go on the stand, but so I doubt he will. Yeah, but, you know. That'd be interesting. That would be the most well-watched part of the trial, obviously. I kind of think that, I mean, I don't know. I think they're just banking on, all it takes is one dude. I had, a, I had a guy, a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. We have all these, we've, we've been arguing over politics for 20 years, right? And you, you, I mean, you know, you know where he is if we're arguing on politics. And mm. he texts me something earlier. So he's like, okay. "Hey, then I applaud you being friends with them." Yeah, no, I mean, it's but just you it's, know what? It's, that's important. That's yeah, that's very important. But this was a point. Where at a certain point, I'm just like, man, hey, if 
I'm not, I, if, if that's what you think, man, I'm not here to convince you otherwise. I just kind of, and then he, he said one more thing and then I replied and that was kind of that. And we don't, we don't get mad at each other, mm -hmm. but we do, we do go at it. But anyway, I just thought, man, if you can watch this, if you can hear this, if you can see this and you, then I got nothing for you, man. The video is the video. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also why this is kind of outgrowing the system because the video is going to be all people need. And if he's not convicted, I think even of second degree murder, they're going to freak out. And well, it's, it's not, it's only, it's not first degree. I don't believe, I believe it is just second. Well, degree. That's not even a charge. They're not even charged. You know, it's second and third. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think if I'm guessing that people are looking for, this is another thing too. America is in a state of unrest in general. Like people are looking for a reason to freak out. Right. They just, especially the white people that freak out about this stuff, they're looking for a reason to freak out. These Antifa out in like Oregon and Seattle and here, they're just, they don't, I don't think it's genuine. I don't think they really care about well, the Well, okay, now, but I do think the vast majority of people, like when you look at protests in the summer, the vast, vast, vast majority of people just want to bring awareness to the, to some, an issue that's just constant, that's the systematic problems with this country. Okay, racial protests, standards. protests, yes. Um, I guess I was speaking more about the, the the rioters. And I don't think most people, I mean, look, I'm all for taking to the streets, right? And protesting and mm -hmm. using your, your, there was a quote from a song I listened to the other day, a Martin Luther King quote. God dang it, what was the, what, what was that quote? Uh, it was like a riot, rioting, a, is it pro? pro um, yeah, protest yeah. Is, is the voice, is the voice of the unheard? Yeah. Something yeah, yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. We'll put it on the screen for people. Yeah, I'll find it. Um, but yeah. it's just, yeah, I mean, if you're not, if people, if the same things keep happening and nobody's yeah. listening, then what yeah. are you going to do? Now, I'm not saying you burn down neighborhoods and cities, but you put up your pipe, apply pressure through, mm. through the mass, through, through numbers. Mm. And I'm all for that, but I'm not for burning down buildings and targets and whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. I understand how people can kind of get to that place, but I don't condone it. I mean, I, mm -hmm. hell, Minneapolis is my favorite city, you know, um, and the last thing I want to do is see, get burned down, you know, and, you know, but anyway, I will, we'll see how it comes down, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. I could go it. I could see it going anyway. I could see I, it going anyway. I could see them convicting him of everything or nothing. From based on what I've seen, it's it'll be even more egregious if if he's not convicted of of you know oh. various charges. It, it'll be egregious, and it'll also just reconfirm what a lot of people think is that you know, and you know, and I think this is more. I mean, I don't. We don't need to say this much longer, but. I look at this and I, all the evidence I saw, there was nothing in the evidence to say that Derek Chauvin was a racist, right? He could be, he yeah. might be. I mean, I don't think if that's some, you know, you know, I want to honestly, a sex thing, I don't think if that's a woman that he's doing that to her, right? Um, but in the trial, it's not even about the race, it, specifically in the trial, it's more just about police being at this guy being an asshole that's what it's about mm -hmm. like a, a, like mm -hmm. a lack of accountability for people who have mm -hmm. a whole lot of power over other people you know you put a man in cuffs you could you at that point once you cuff him yeah. you are in charge of his safety you yeah. know you can't just 
I mean, you watch something like the 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 UFC, like where people are supposed to be fighting against each other. Once a person is out, that person, I mean, once the ref, the, the, the dude is, he's off, he's done. You know, mm. it's just, it's kind of like, it's not, it's not a fight at that point. It's just, it's, yeah. it's just you, you stop. And yeah. I think anyway, I don't know why I went into that bit, but anyway, but okay. We'll, we'll keep following this obviously, because it's going to be an ongoing thing. And as we come to every two, every, every talk, every two weeks, there'll be more information. Um, but this week we kind of need to move on from this. And I want to, we, we discussed a video that you were going to mm -hmm. show and I'm thinking it might be time to, to cue that thing up. Are you ready? All right. Cue? Cue it up. Yeah. Yeah. C-U-E. Is that how you did cue? Yes. Yeah. Cue up. No, actually, it's a, a Q, Q is a strange word. It's Q-U-E-U-E. -E. No kidding. It's Q-U-E-U-E. -E. I'm going to look it's this the, up. It's the dumbest word you've ever seen. Yeah. Jamie, can you look that up? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's the it's the weirdest word. I oh, it took me wow. forever to learn how to spell. I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not right. Oh, yeah, okay. I should have known this at this point. Okay, we're gonna. I'm gonna fact check that along with the. I'm putting up the quote on the screen. Uh, as far as the upcoming week or so, you have anything? Anything planned? Anything out of order? Um, yeah, I. Um, you know, to get back to politics, I'm still working on the. Um, the interviews I've done with with. Uh, you know, strong supporters of Donald Trump and kind of where they see themselves nowadays. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, now that it's long past his defeat, uh, yet they still fly his flag. And it's like, what's going on? You know, what's what's going through their minds about that? Mm -hmm. um, so I got that. And actually, it's it's going to lend itself to another video I'm going to do. So a year after Trump won, I interviewed a bunch of people, including people here in the West Coast where I was when I was out there. And I said, how did you react to Trump's victory? All right, it's a simple question. And so you, you know you're going to get a wide range of responses. Shock, horror, yeah. uh, cheer, right? celebration. And then I just put all those in one video. Well, now I'm going to do one, I think, where it's one year after, or even not even one year, maybe just six months after mm -hmm. his defeat. How did you react to his defeat? And you're, again, you're going to get a wide range of, thank God, relief, but also like conspiracy, like, oh, it was rigged, you know? Um, Candy. It's 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 interesting content. Um, I don't think it's gonna be too eye-opening because we kind of know what, what, where the country stands, but mm. it'll offer a nice side-by-side -side of, uh, of these various people. I just gotta go out there and collect the interviews and yeah. you can get a couple from Oklahoma if you want. I'm done with any, any you know I me, mean? I can't, I, there's some topics I'm just, it's not- That's it's not, how. That's how one of, the, one of the, uh, I went to Evergreen College, which was at the time was in the news for their students uprising and kind of taking it over there. And um, I went there and talked to her about that, but then I asked her about Trump and, you know, this was nine months after he, he won in 2017. And she's like, I, I don't even like to say his name. I just don't even like pretend he exists, she says. So but she she talked about her reaction to the election uh, anyway, so she is in that in that one video. I'll I'll put it up here when uh, during this podcast so people can watch it, and, including you, Paul, uh, or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take your word for it. How about that? So okay, well, that sounds like you got you got some stuff lined up. So that's good. Oh, yeah. Well, we got also the Alaska radio station one coming out. Oh, soon. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know when I was up there, they have this old cabin-like radio station and. 
it might sound kind of dull, but it was really a real uh, uh, authentic slice of life in northern uh, outside of Fairbanks. I guess it's not northern Alaska. The state is so big mm -hmm. that even halfway up, you feel like you're in the Arctic, but not quite. Uh, but you know, it's like grass roofed cabin. Right. Like say that again. It's, it's a grass roof. Grass roofed. Yeah, yeah, God roofed uh, cabins that make up this radio station campus, and uh, the the reach they've had to other countries through their Christian radio is is quite remarkable. So, it's a it's a cute little um, you know story Americana you might think wholesome. It's good. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming out too on the channel soon. So look for that um, if you're watching this, and let yeah. us know your thoughts on whatever comments on on this on this show on uh uh on videos you'd like to see us make paul are you are you doing some work down there on a on a couple things i'm finishing up a couple big projects and kind of looking for some new things trying to line up some new work and made a couple of little connections i'm going to try to you know kind of see how they where they go but um basically it's just projects i've been working on that i'm trying to finish up so Oh, I did. Speaking of weed, though, I did. I do. I do some videos for this uh, local weed shop because Oklahoma, surprisingly, has made medicinal weed, um, marijuana legal. So we've got shops everywhere. And this big company came through. They had a grand opening here in Norman last week that I went and filmed. And those videos are kind of actually they just posted them today. And I've mm -hmm. done a little teaser videos here and there that are on my, my Instagram that I really, really am proud of. Uh, I had a good time doing them. So, yeah. So, yeah, weed is everywhere, you know seems and a lot of me it's everywhere and out in the open but that's kind of something i've kind of recently did i'm pretty proud of so cool anyway but okay well i think we i think we think we think we covered it you know I think, I think we've covered quite a few bases yeah i think we did a nice little check in here yeah uh, we'll get back okay. to work on our projects and yeah again out there in the community if you're watching this let us know your thoughts videos that you'd like to see us do or thoughts on the show and uh, you know, we want to grow this channel with you in mind, uh, the viewers watching this. So, yeah, just thanks for watching again.